0: Welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. It's episode 664, being recorded on February 16, 2022. I'm Sebastian Peak. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Brett Van Spurmberg, Kent Burgess. Yeah, just getting right down to business this week. Josh is not here. As you can tell, Kent has flown to Laramie, Wyoming to sit in Josh's place. I... Well, Josh indebted. is in
1: mourning because Google Plus finally died today.
0: I didn't know he was that passionate uh, about it. You would not believe uh, some of the... He loved his spaces. ...things he was writing. It got very intense for a while there. You can find out when we go live for this banter session by going to com slash subscribe. You can support the site by becoming one of our patrons. Yes, we're another YouTube channel that's asking people, hey... We have a Patreon. Please consider contributing. But we really appreciate it. We have a little community going there. And I, I'm active in that community. If, if that's not too much of a detractor for you, consider it. There's little perks. There's special stuff. Like I tell people what I'm working on and provide updates and things there. Look for feedback. Uh, ask a question. To, actually, I'm asking patrons for uh, questions for our next um, mailbag episode. We have some new patrons we have plant in corner and also a new contributor i'm not drinking alone i'm drinking with you guys yes is their name you are and also Mazeltov, ian solo and another serbogative fabrication labs bump in the last oh, week I was just, worried just, just to something. get his name mentioned Let's move to the news, and AMD <laughs> has just completed the biggest acquisition ever in their industry because NVIDIA's fell through. They have purchased Xilinx.
1: They, they never really had any FPGAs, and that's where Xilinx does their work and are quite you know well-known. They've got a good chunk of the overall market share of that portion of the market, so that means that, uh, you know... Up until now, you'd see AMD uh, in a car or a plane because it was actually driving the little in-seat monitor that you had. But it was never doing any of the electronics or anything, and they haven't any presence in networking gear since probably the 90s. So getting this part of the market, um, which, you know, NVIDIA is going to town on, Intel is really looking directly at, gives them a whole bunch of new room to expand, and we'll see how well they can pull that off, because it's it ended up being a really, really expensive deal, much more than it would have been originally because the stock price of both companies went up significantly before all of this. This has also done good things for the stock. So yeah, it's it's a good thing, I think, for getting the market a little bit better. Uh, well, I mean, it's not perfectly brilliant, but it was certainly higher a little bit before, wasn't it?
0: Let's see. AMD's market cap as of right now is 1914 two billion going over this other and, tab a, and a quick check yeah. to Intel 196.34 oh okay it looks like oh, Intel okay. still Edges has them. the edge by a few billion <laughs> just a couple yeah. of billion I guess just at some point billion. today uh AMD actually had the lead but anyway yeah
1: well and the other thing is that the only way that AMD could have actually pushed this through with a 45 billion dollar trade is stock whereas AMD or whereas Intel could have said yeah. All right. Fine. Here's the cash. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> I think this makes them a better company. Even if it's not terribly exciting. It, it kind of is.
2: It is. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of market consolidation in a, in a lot of areas it happens all the time. And sometimes you wonder what was the purpose of this? You know, what are they going to get out of it? But this actually makes a certain amount of sense. Now they can make the entire board, you know, for the self-driving cars or
0: yeah. process control stuff. Samsung's metaverse event. Apparently didn't go especially well. I don't know why. What could possibly go wrong with a uh, metaverse? A metaverse. Anything involving metaverse really is just. Yeah. It's the new. What is it? What is this really akin to? It's the new 3D TV. Second Life? Yeah. I guess. Oh, stop. And
1: <laughs> almost the same graphic quality. <sighs> oh, this is harsh. Yes.
0: But accurate.
1: You Except that- instead of uh, having events ruined by a giant amounts of flying penises, a thing, look it up in Second Life. Uh, they couldn't get into the door at the Samsung event. So the avatars were literally climbing over each other. Those of that could actually figure out how to get through. Because apparently when you first landed, you ha- were presented in a lobby with this giant swirling, whirlpool of death in the middle or at least you know a swirling vortex that you don't wouldn't really want to step into except you had to sort of navigate around it somehow to be able to find your way into the event which wasn't explained and led to a whole bunch of comments about screw this this game sucks uh, i don't even know what i'm supposed to be doing here but anyways so a few that could make it through ended up in a lineup and since the avatars aren't supposed to be able to uh, harass each other there are boundaries as to what you can do and so literally jumping on top of each other's heads to try and climb through a door, which, of course, is probably only going to accept one avatar at a time. Uh, There were some random people who were saying, oh, well, I found it over a a way to get in over on this other server. Never any instructions on, you know, well, if I want to pop over to a different server, how would exactly I do that in the metaverse? So it went exactly as most people figured it would.
0: This looks absolutely terrible if
1: there were parts of second life that actually look better than that <laughs> I, I wish i was kidding
0: i'm the the summary up here i just love it the south korean tech giant hosted an event on decentraland a cryptocurrency focused virtual world it's one of the many metaverse efforts accessed via desktop browser what could be more modern and you know convenient Users can navigate the blockchain-powered virtual world with a mouse and keyboard. (laughs) It's exciting. Oh, as
2: somebody said on uh, Toad Toad Sloth on uh, the YouTube chat, the non-humanity, the (laughs) non-humanity. Save us.
3: I think all you have to do now is use the words metaverse and blockchain. And whatever you're doing is, is... is going to make you money somehow, even though no one understands how.
0: They just don't want to be left out. You know. You it's, just don't want to be left out yeah. now. FOMO yeah. is real. and These companies are very, very worried. Use the
2: blockchain keyword, mm-hmm. gather customers. How
0: can we leverage the blockchain Profit. to engage with our customers in the metaverse? <laughs> you know, and just have meetings about that. That's really exciting. And then read up on your buzzwords so you can sound like you kind of know what you're talking about, even though you have no idea what you're talking about in the meeting. You know what? We're so going to hire you as a, con-
3: as a consultant here
0: pretty soon. Consultant. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: I've really enjoyed the blockchain powered uh, metaverse reviews that Sebastian's put up on YouTube recently. Yeah.
0: Without harnessing the power of the blockchain, it never would have been possible. Decentralized no, no. video reviews like yeah. ours are really meta first ready. Exabytes of X bytes. Factory <laughs> contamination Ruins Western Digital and Kioxia SSDs. Oh, the humanity. This actually is and humanity. cell
1: phones and iOS so crap and Yeah. yeah. The, the one thing that we haven't had so much of a shortage on.
2: <laughs> well, you know, they're looking over the fence and they're seeing, all these other guys are really enjoying a price premium. What can we do? almost as if this is intentional
0: Brett Brett, how could you even suggest such a thing
2: the humanity oh the humanity
3: (sighs) I just found it very interesting that they've never explained what kind of contamination what it it was that contaminated
0: the the contamination was was filthy filthy money stacks of it cash money contaminated the entire plant. And said, oh man, with all this money, I think we might have to just delay production a little bit. We have to drive up the <laughs> scarcity a little bit and raise prices. Cause if yeah, they don't have some fun. kind of catastrophic event on their side, how do they justify raising the prices of their vendors? Like, Oh, you know that order you made last week, I'm going to have to jump at like 20, 30% now to cover all of these losses. Do you still want yeah, it?
1: Miscellaneous. You don't need a reason anymore miscellaneous costs okay but that's like 300% of the cost yep
0: you want it <laughs> miscellaneous yeah <laughs> hot off the presses at 7 something pm this evening i got an email a pr company sent this uh via micron they are EOLing the crucial ballistic's brand so end of life it's no more and as i wrote ballistic's ram will soon be a memory
1: you you have done well but thank you I did I did it, I did don't it for forget, you. Forget you can never fall back now.
0: No. No, I to, I've always got to try to one up myself. I'll never one up you. But Crucial Ballistic Memory has been around for quite some time writes someone here at pcper.com, but that will soon change as Micron will be giving the brand EOL status. But don't worry, the company will quote, "intensify its focus on the development of Micron ddr5 client and server product roadmap along with the expansion of the crucial memory and storage product portfolio so they'll still do crucial memory just like the green pcb or i guess black pcb plain jane memory and they will do micron ddr5 probably for the oem market client and server but no more ballistics gamer memory no more heat spreaders i thought i would break some out in celebration uh
2: i remember Uh, that ballistic sport Yep. So, somebody said they look a little bit like harmonicas, and I kind of agree. They
1: don't sound as they good. Have,
2: no, try try little little playing bit, it. A little bit harmonica. No, I'm not. Which I'm not is
1: a little bit
0: of NAND uh, contamination. Come on. <laughs> this trip it down worked. memory lane. Brought to you by brought to you by Partially. let's talk let's pause here for a word from this week's first podcast sponsor
2: If you're a software
0: engineer, this
2: might sound familiar. It's late at night and you're finally unwinding from work. Your phone buzzes with an alert. Something is broken. Your mind is already racing at what it could be. Server side or front end, maybe it's networking, or did I introduce a bug in the last deployment? Now the whole team is probably scrambling from tool to tool messaging different people to try and find and fix the issue. That just won't happen if you get New Relic. New Relic combines 16 different monitor products that you'd normally buy separately so that software engineering teams can see across their entire stack in one place. More importantly, you can pinpoint down to the line of code so you know exactly where the problem happened and begin to resolve it quickly dev and ops teams from doordash github and even epic games and more than 14,000 other companies are using new relic to debug and improve their software today cloud native startup or fortune 500 company you can set up new relic in your environment in just five minutes the next 9 p.m call is just waiting to happen get new relic before it does and you can get access to the whole new relic platform with 100 gigabyte of data free Forever. No credit card required. Just sign up at newrelic.com slash per That's N-E-W-R-E-L-I-C dot com slash Go and get more information at newrelic.com slash PCPur.
0: We're back and we're going to talk about malware. Yeah. You know, obviously, every week we like to depress you with flaws and ex, you know zero day exploits. And this week is no different. A critical remote escalation flaw on Android 12, fixed in February security patch batch. So absolutely update if you're running Android 12. Don't put but it you off. Can. Yeah, if if you're if you're on a you know Google device, then of course you can just get the image and you know, man, it still, you know, erases your whole phone, but still, you know,
2: you can. but Jeremy's uh, point is, is that perhaps not all devices are going to get the necessary update. You you have to check versions, make sure that you're on a patched version or, you know, I don't know. I mean, this is dangerous to be walking around with the remote code execution vulnerability on your phone. I I hate to say it, but you, you might want to trade in that device.
0: Oh please! It's okay, just, this, uh, I hate to say it. Walt Mossberg has joined us. Uh, Walt, what device would you recommend that Android users concerned about their privacy and security move to?
2: I think BlackBerry. I think you
0: know. I think you know.
2: What I would recommend. Oh, okay, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say
0: it.
1: Is it a certain? Oh, did we not talk about the iPhone uh, vulnerability, vulnerability this week?
0: Oh, we're no, not. No, did the, Brett uh, remove that from the list?
2: I didn't. But if Jeremy wanted to talk about it. You know, I'll just mute I'll just mute him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're the one driving vMix. No, I'm just gonna take my headphones off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's a that's a good way of muting the world. Just stop listening. Like stop you know, listening. most Apple users. La, 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 believe la, la, la. Believe. Obviously owners of Pixel phones will be among the if not the first to be offered these updates, download, and install, says the article. Obviously. That's that's what you get. When one of the advantages of being a Pixel owner is you know, fixes for things like this. You don't have to worry about whether your carrier is going to offer this to you or mm. if you're still being supported. Careful.
2: Some people think you're serious. Well, are chances
0: are you aren't supported because that was last year's
1: product and you need to buy this year's.
0: It's usually about, I'd say, what, two or three years. I, I was a, a proud Nexus wait a minute. user for when a while. When I said that, you guys made fun of me. Wait a minute. It's it's <laughs> I'm you. still making fun of them. Okay, all right, all right. Look, Apple users, they have amazing support. I will say, if you, run an, if you have an iPhone or, say, an iPad, for years nope. after you should have stopped getting updates, you still get them to make your device as slow as possible until you get so frustrated with it that you have no choice but to upgrade it to a newer model.
1: Well, that is one thing Microsoft's learned from them.
0: Oh, they're doing that now, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, making your device run slower with their new OS. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it took him a minute, but it
0: he did. Got it, did. it did.
2: No, this is serious. This has happened like last day or so. Chrome a zero chrome, day. A
0: yep. Chrome zero day under active attack. Patch ASAP says threat post. It's the first Chrome zero day of the year. I think they patched like
2: 11 or 12 different uh, remote code or very high CVE related um, malware wedges and holes and remote code execution possibilities. But anyway, if you're not on this version, I don't remember what it is, it's like one hundred two, I think is what it ends in at least. Yeah. Uh, please, please, please patch or upgrade your Chrome because it's, this is serious and significant. Oh, 16 oh, last year delivered a total of these 16 Chrome zero days. Uh, but I think there were like 11 in this one. So
1: That's I've got object. a question that I actually, I haven't had much time to research it yet, mm. but uh, edge is Chrome Ooh. in a different dress.
2: You're right. Mm.
1: And I've heard nothing. Microsoft now, has only your my... best
0: interests at heart. Jeremy, yeah. so don't worry.
1: But, I mean, I'm, I haven't heard anything from their security portal, or, like, even a, we're in looking into it, or, oh, this totally doesn't count. I'm assuming that those crickets are not crickets, they're actually the sounds of stuff dripping from the bottom of pant legs, because they realize that maybe putting the engine in control of someone else wasn't the greatest idea, other than you know, the only worst idea would be staying with our original one, because we could still be using an Internet Explorer.
3: Yeah, but nobody so wants it, that. It's, it's interesting because I just updated Chrome on my main PC and watching YouTube videos, I was seeing uh, my CPU usage skyrocket and my CPU temps going up to like 65, 75 to 75 degrees continuously. It wasn't like it would load a video and then ease up on the CPU usage, so it just stayed constant. Um, and I verified that Chrome was the only browser that was doing this and it was only with YouTube. Um, so for the last few days, I've been watching YouTube on edge on my main system and the temperatures are fine. The CPU usage stays where it really should. Um, so, and I actually have tried several fixes to this. I've uninstalled, uh, Chrome extensions, and I've actually uninstalled Chrome and reinstalled it, and the issues still persisted. So I'm very curious if that has anything to do with this latest patch.
2: And nothing to do with the YouTube codec that may or may not be used with Chrome versus right.
0: another browser.
1: going to complain about us using up all your memory? Fine. We'll stop. Maybe about that CPU.
0: Ken, it might be time to upgrade from that Prescott Pentium Four. That's all I'm saying.
3: Oh, yeah, it's, it's a ninety-nine
0: hundred K. No, it's oh. been delited.
3: It is direct die cooled and overclocked to five point two gigahertz. Uh,
0: okay, uh, that th- might be enough. I uh, that's not enough for Chrome. Sorry, <laughs>
2: Chrome needs more. Yeah, <laughs> but how much RAM more? do you have? No Did you download enough digits. RAM? How much? 32 32 gigs. Oh, okay. That's a couple that times. might be enough. It seems clicking.
0: adequate for YouTube. <laughs> you know, there was a time when you could watch YouTube on a mini PC. Good luck. I mean, it, I guess maybe 480p videos are fine. But, yeah. Um, Click the gear icon.
3: Select a hardware acceleration.
0: Maybe, maybe there's an issue it's with your it, graphics driver.
3: I've actually tried turning that off and on, it's been very puzzling. Um and I had figured that a complete fresh install of Chrome would fix it and it didn't. Um so yeah, it's but it's the only browser, even other Chromium based browsers are not doing it. So right. I've I've been very
0: puzzled by that. The YouTube community thinks that you're just uh you need to be on AMD platforms and then tell us you, obviously. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, Intel. The Intel processor is no longer able to uh, predict what's going to happen next in the YouTube video because of security patches. So now you're just like, you know. Yeah. Did, did you
2: update your BIOS to the point of where predictive branching is no longer effective?
0: Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. I actually use a program. I can't remember what it's called, but it disables all the uh, microcode updates. So. My computer is actually specter-vulnerable, but it you still performs You may have a, better. an
0: active exploit running on your system right now. It's just <laughs> obfuscated <laughs> by the YouTube. Why is this old YouTube video using 100% of my system resources? Oh, because, it's because almost it's like I'm mining, a mining Ethereum.
1: Ethereum. <laughs> I mean, that's the only nice thing. Is that <laughs> yes. They're probably not trying to
0: hack you. They're just mining on your system. I think <laughs> so your everybody thought the same. Been compromised. <laughs> we all thought the so same thing. It?
3: Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, let's ha- let's uh, read a story about the Mac. There are hundreds and hundreds of Mac users who are also college students, and they use Zoom on a Mac sometimes. And you might want to check your microphone usage if you're one of these people. And I'm sure none of our audience is. But there is something interesting about this, because apparently the mic indicator light stays on after your Zoom meeting is over. I thought, I Apple thought it was I would- supposed to be
2: secure. I Brett. thought I would throw this in as a, a Mac potential vulnerability. I would, I don't know if I'd label this as, as malware quite yet. As opposed zoom? to zoom, I would, is,
0: I would label well, zoom as malware. It is course, spyware. Certain, yeah. You spyware. have a certain point of a, more a polite point word for it,
2: but a lot of typical software that you would label that has no other use, which zoom presumably has a different and intended use, mm-hmm. but. Is this really being taken advantage of, or is this just
0: sloppy programming and an oversight? Uh, any any time the mic is still on, it's it's only being used um, for so nefarious purposes. Can, well, so that they can tailor Ca- the advertising experience to everything that you say <laughs> and do. So yeah, and it's it they're doing you a favor because how else are they supposed to know? That you were thinking about pizza tonight, but you're not sure where to get it from. And then suddenly four ads for different local pizza places with coupons pop up on your phone. Look, that's, that's a Facebook play. It's not Zoom is doing that. It's not Zoom even just Facebook. That. Although, yeah, it's usually people have Facebook apps, like Facebook or Instagram on their phone. Yes. Like, mysteriously start <gasps> getting ads for things you were talking about with your friend. That does and happen. The app wasn't even up. It's, it shouldn't surprise anyone when it
2: happens, but it's just... It's nasty. AMD Radeon RX
0: 6850 XT is allegedly not happening. Oh. This is a rumor at videocards.com. AMD is apparently only going to be focusing on the full die. Navi or Navi 2X. Radeon RX 6X 50 XT refresh writes videocards.com here. So there might only be three SKUs. There, there's multiple sources. Uh, a couple of usernames that I won't try to pronounce. Cortex, Moore's Law is dead. Now all claim that there is a Radeon RX 6X50 XT refresh coming in the next few months. Maybe April, June, July for the remaining SKUs. And uh, it's Moore's Law is dead that's claiming that there's going to be no 6850 XT. And really, this was just going to be... It's not like these are new GPUs. This is a refresh. I don't know if this is going to be along the lines of like the TI stuff like the 3080 and 3070.
2: Isn't this just process optimization after they've, you know, sort of churned out a lot of these parts, presumably because you know, no one has any. But presumably after they've churned out enough of these, they can turn up the
0: clocks on them well, and get better yields. Let's see. Cuz yeah, the stream processor count will not change with the 6950 XT. Presumably that would still be 5120 cuz that's the full that's the full die memory is the same memory speed is the same but the tdp goes up uh okay i would expect maybe faster i don't know they
1: or you know maybe navi 22 is selling well enough that they don't need to worry about adding another
0: (laughs) why they need to do this at all just produce more of what you already have i think there was a lot of people who would really like to buy a 6800 xt at msrp (laughs) They'd be yep. lined up around the block. Look, well, we leveled you know. the same criticism at NVIDIA
2: when they came out with the TI version yep. of whatever. You know, we said, why not just make more of what people are desperate to buy? It's good because, enough. Brett, then you can't charge situation. more for it. You know what? And that well, story is coming up later.
1: Uh, but you can. What you do is you just wait a generation and then you put this out as a brand new cart. It's not. It's not. If you feel like.
2: It's not fast enough. People expect a generational improvement and then they compare it to the previous ones. And then they do the alignment of this card is equal to that card in the previous generation. And then the dollar per frame average, and if that. that doesn't work out, if that doesn't work out, then, you know,
3: people pillory them, they get. Or you could just contaminate 6.5 exabytes of, uh, of NAND flash. No suggestions. Right
2: That's one no way. No suggestions. The GPUs were contaminated.
3: The GPUs were contaminated. That's, the what GPUs were contaminated. That's Yields where the are down. Really came from.
0: They were Yields contaminated. Now they have theory. to add a
3: 50 to the XT. And Sorry. um
0: I'm excited about just an XTX. I want to see that again. I want to see the X, the XT, and the XTX GPUs come what back. What was what was the name of
2: that again? It was the XTX. What was it? Is the X? The XTX, XT6500XT, XT, I don't remember. I, I had
0: a, I think I had an X800XT at one point, or maybe it was an X1800XT. They used to put an X in front of it, then the number, right. then in like an XT yep. or XTX at the end of it. Back and in you the wanted the one days. from
2: X, it was from XFX. That was it. It was the XFX version of that card.
1: I might have one sticking around
0: the there. That was back when <laughs> I was getting like yeah. Sapphire and Vision Tech cards. Yes. Yeah. Yep. With those sweet the, graphics uh, on the front. Oh, Ryzen 5800. Yeah. The fat, 9, the fat, boy. The fat boy.
3: Three HD. What? What is that new? The new 5800 with the three D NAND cache. The three D oh, cache. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yes.
2: X. The. That that I three, thought it was just yeah. X3D. <laughs>
0: Maybe it is X3D. X3D. Yeah. Speaking of money, uh, Nvidia released their financial results for the fourth quarter and for fiscal 2022 and would you believe it that in 2022 fiscal i'm confused about this fiscal 2022 i thought we just started but i guess it was last year anyway somehow nvidia is interesting quarters okay for whatever reason different
3: physical year than okay. everybody else's physical year.
0: It's kind of like uh, Korean birthdays. Because if, if you're born... Okay, this is something I was talking... My wife mentioned this to me the other day. If you're born in Korea, like the last week of December, you're already one years old. And then yeah. January 1st, you turn two, and you're like mm. a week old, but you're two mm. now. So there are like... There are 40-year-olds in Korea who are really only 38. It's, it's, it's strange. They don't, they don't measure time the same way. Anyway, NVIDIA has announced their financial results, and they made a lot of money. Uh, their fiscal year revenue was up 61%. $26.91 billion in revenue. Their quarterly was over 75 up 53% from the year before. Let's just see. How much did they make after they paid all their bills? Operating expenses, okay. Net income fiscal 2022 q4 was 3 billion. dollars, So,
3: up 106% from the previous yes. year.
0: Yeah. And then let's look at this the whole year, the whole 2022. I'm mean, still not sure what they're so selling. Now. Uh operating, well, we know what they're selling. Net income for the whole year was almost 10 billion, 9.752. The year before, it was only four point three three two. That's up one hundred and twenty five percent. That's big. They don't need ARM. They just need to keep doing this. They, need, they just need Ethereum to never go away. Imagine <laughs> all of those, you know, mining cards they're selling. Speaking
2: of speaking of ARM, did you see the next paragraph that you just when you started to scroll up? What it was what, the, what scroll down a where, little bit? What it was it had mentioned ARM. You were just below. Scroll down. Just below the gap, charge a bit to the
1: left. Yeah,
2: right. Keep scrolling. Yep. Keep going.
0: Oh, okay. All right.
2: so, yeah, here we are. Termination of the arm share purchase agreement. This is where they got to write arm a a. We're sorry, we bothered you. Check <laughs> for one point three six billion dollars. What wait, wait, was it was? Nvidia intends to record in operating expenses a one point yep. three six billion dollar charge, the arm write off. I think we talked about this last time just for putting them through the whole
0: we're thinking about yeah. buying
2: you that, who that would have initial thought, contract who would have thought you know, that
0: terminating an acquisition yeah. would cost you an arm and a leg like that
2: oh no just the it's arm not it's but not they can write it off. off it's
0: not as good and they are writing yes, it off well. it's like oh it's just a this is mm-hmm. a tax write-off at this point it's yeah. fine yeah.
2: whatever
1: but and it was sort of a bit of a joke as to what the exactly they're selling because i mean they aren't really making the extra coin on uh those racks of gpus they probably only have raised the price a little bit but apparently in the uh, data center they've had a huge jump because data center cards aren't really very good for mining or at least not on a cost uh coin percentage so they've been pumping those out like crazy uh, and we've sort of known that. And if Josh was on, he'd, uh, he'd sort of talk about that as well, because they, their revenue from that is guaranteed. Uh, the margins on it that NVIDIA actually gets are probably a little bit better. And a lot of the stuff is still hosted them. They're just virtual cards that you can access on a subscription basis. So that went up over 100% uh The profit went over 100% from uh, the last quarter, or last year. And visualization apparently has really worked out for them. We haven't really talked much about the Omniverse since it first dropped, but apparently they're making money hands over fist on it. Which is, you know, interesting. It's something maybe we should take a look at at some point. I don't know what we do with it. But apparently, yeah, it's making huge amounts of money for them. So that's the thing about, you know, AMD from earlier expanding into different markets is that you might not understand where a lot of their revenues for streams are coming from just because we're focused on one particular part, which is, you know, the best part. But still, that they make money from other sources.
3: Well, as- also, aside from NVIDIA's development into self-driving technologies, they provide a lot of uh, graphical power f- to automotive manufacturers for their... Uh, displays um, and I know yep. that they provide Mercedes with all of the uh, display drivers for for their vehicles and uh, the latest Mercedes have like three full-length screens on the dashboard so there's a lot of power going into that and I guarantee Mercedes pays Nvidia very very well for uh for that hardware to power that so we'll see
1: what of, happens in a month or two when it's going to be quarter one of 2023 for
0: NVIDIA. Lord. I don't even understand. <laughs> see, they're, on to, they're on to 2024. They've just moved on. Let's move on to our gaming quick hits. And look at these crispy graphics. This is Dune 2, of course, the classic real-time uh, strategy. The, the grandfather are you, of RTS. Are you, uh, yeah.
2: are you playing this on your 386, Sebastian, or...?
0: I don't have a copy. Do you know how much... I mean, I could just put it on my hard drive, I guess. On the compact flashcard. Do you have any idea how much a copy of Dune 2 sells for? Do tell. It's a lot. Anyway, uh, Dune Spice Wars. It looks a wee bit different than the originals, writes our resident Canadian news editor here at PCPer.com. Do tell. What does it look like? Does it look like Civilization, by any chance? No, it looks a little bit more like uh, Deserts of Karak. Oh, okay.
1: But with significantly better lighting.
0: Is it ray-traced lighting?
1: Uh, they didn't say, so I'm assuming not. Uh, because okay. the fact that you ray trace something, I mean, obviously they're going to scream and yell about it. Uh, it's it's It brings in a little more interesting part with uh, your growth. You know, one of the things that I've known, some of the people have only watched the Dune movie from ages ago that uh, Dune miniseries that never came out about 10 years ago, or the recent one is you know, why are the Fremen so upset? And I said, well, this game shows you. You literally have to go and take over their villages and then force them to mine spice for you. So it does kind of explain why the Fremen are a little bit peeved at all of these buggers coming and taking over their planet. Uh, other than that, I don't think it's going to be a game changer in the way that the first one was, which you know, introduced you know, everything pretty much that you are used to in an RTS game in order for it to be an RTS game. But uh, I mean, obviously they've put a little bit of work into it. It's, it's relatively pretty. Uh, having fights on the surface of Arrakis is probably not a good idea because uh, Shai doesn't like noise. And other than that, it sort of looks like, you know, General sort of spread out, Harvest the Mine, And build stuff. I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of torn in that RTS games have gotten so similar lately yes. that the, the one or two little things that each one adds is not enough for me to get frustrated with dealing with path maneuvering and, and the fact that these particular ones are overpowered or underpowered or just plain boring. So what we shall see. Uh, I'm sure they've put a lot of money into it. For those of us that uh, love Dune and those that are just sort of being introduced to it yet again by Villeneuve, it's kind of interesting to at least be having the milieu, the the world to go from. So we'll see. I don't know. This one's uh, I'm giving it a 50-50 as either being, yeah, that's nice, and or just
0: blah. If you want to pay at least $10, you can pay whatever price you want for the latest F Cancer Humble Bundle you get games like, I don't know who put this on. Brett, do you want to? I did. Read it. World
2: War Z Aftermath looks pretty good. Payday has had some some uh, decent talks about it, but there are a couple down below that I I've I thought were pretty good. Homeworld were the two that, are like, oh, I can't believe it. Homeworld's on here. The complete remastered oh. collection with the Deserts of Karak and uh, Red Faction. Not one that I've played,
0: but and you know, I've heard that it wasn't absolutely terrible. And then you get games like Peppy's Adventure, and yeah, okay, that's thrown in there. Uh, There's a Hamilton's couple of Hamilton's Great Adventure,
2: sure, so and
1: which was interesting for two player. And I always liked the movie The Deer Hunter.
2: So it goes to a reasonably good cause. Pay what you want, ten dollars and up, um, but you get a nice suite of games for not a lot, and. Yeah. you Feel good about the hundred percent donation to cancer research.
0: I guess. So I mean,
2: why not put another ten games in 100% your kettle? One hundred percent
0: of it going to cancer research. It almost guilts you into doing it. Like, how do I not do this? It does. It what does. you support cancer? Yeah. You, you don't what have you? ten dollars. You want you, people heartless to, heartless yeah. slug. <laughs> but I don't have ten dollars, and then goes through McDonald's drive-through and gets a large value bill. Mm. Mm. Discovers that things aren't your as your cheap as they used to be. The Steam Deck is not shipping yet. I don't think people are even getting their emails to pay for it yet. They're I fixed it got one. They I
2: I have not received they got one yesterday. Yet. Oh right, they well, they're seeding them
0: it. to select people like uh, Linus. Linus. Uh, Linus. Got I don't know one. how GN Gamers got one. But they had got one. one. Yeah. So I sent mine back. I don't know you sent yours back. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the compatibility list grows. Up to 300, nearly 300 games have the verified status. So they're ramping it up. I mean, this is going to be, it should be anyway, a pretty good launch. Barring some horrible hardware flaw. Sounds like the software side of it is going to be very polished. This is 300 games that have gone through compatibility that
2: should be reasonably compatible with linux now because of course yeah. the steam deck is running linux and that's the sort of the upside of of them pushing this through and dragging them some of these games across the the steam deck finish line is that they should run fairly well on some variant of of linux that's <laughs> endowed Kevin in thomas. a way that yeah Kevin thomas never released steam os deck They'll never. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just to get you all hopped up on Steam Deck. Steam Deck 2 is gonna be amazing, and then they'll just. It's true. You'll never. He's right. We'll
1: do like a Steam Deck 2.5 with a little bit of uh, an yeah, extra. Yeah, it'll be in
2: VR. It.
0: It'll be like no It be, it'll in be the like metaverse. Steam Deck 2.5 will be in the metaverse. It'll be like Steam Deck yeah. 2E. Let's pause here for a word from our second podcast sponsor this week.
2: Hey, it's new year, but it's feeling harder than ever to find and hire the qualified people you need, especially for small businesses. That's where LinkedIn Jobs comes in. They make it easy to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. I know that using LinkedIn Jobs has worked for me in the past and connected me with qualified people and hiring organizations. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and well beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. Then, use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize those who'd like to interview and hire. This is one reason why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one. It's delivering higher quality candidates versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates it's you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com/pcper. That's linkedin.com/pcper to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Let's shift into the reviews portion of our podcast this evening and Brett, you reviewed something the Corsair K70 RGB Pro keyboard. Tell us about it. I
2: did. I actually have it right here behind me. I left it plugged in so that you can see it. Now I actually have it next to, if you can sort of see this behind me as well, that is the K70 with a different set of keycaps on it. I went. I moved them all to the white keycaps. This is the K70 Pro. And the primary difference between the K70 and the K70 Pro is simply the addition of the number pad. I'm trying to get move this to the right way. Simply the addition of the number pad. It's an aluminum deck, obviously very nice, uh, inflexible, Love the, the multiple levels. You can tilt levels. You can set the set. The feet have got that. I can't say is that I'll ever use the competition switch in the background, which sort of locks everything out so that you can kind of pack your keyboard and take it with you to the gaming arena where you can demonstrate to the officials that your, your macros are locked out and things like that. So that's what it's for. Um, it has a built-in real-time operating system, just like the K70 review. So if you take a look at this review, I link back to the original K70 uh, uh, TKM review which talks a little bit more about the real-time operating system um, built into all of their keyboards now, which is really a, a latency-reducing thing. I don't notice any problems at all with this keyboard when gaming. It's absolutely fantastic. The only issue that I have with this particular keyboard, and I'm going to do this right up to the microphone so you can actually hear it, is the choice of switches uh, that they sent me as the review sample. It is very, very, oh, I'm getting. I'm plugged in right now, so it's actually doing something on my on my screen. Probably shouldn't do that. Uh, it's actually very, very loud. How if you can see that? See that? Hear that? You call that loud? It's very loud. It's. I, I was really only hitting it's one. Not switch buckling spring loud. No, it's not. These are. Let me just grab the. You got the I'm blues, gonna, try, right? Yeah. One of things I want to talk about here. So just want just want to make sure that this is the. Yeah, these are RGB blues. Typical, okay. very typical switches. The only other thing that I, I'm, I really like this keyboard more than the K 74 was, believe it or not, the simple addition of this built in rest, which has a magnetic sort of snap ability on this. And it just easy goes right on there. When you get to a lot of keyboard use over a long period of time, you appreciate things, simple things like wrist rests. So it's included with the keyboard, easy. Snaps on magnetically attaches. It's a it's a very nice unit. Uh, I would get the more quieter keys if I was picking one myself. You can see the wrist rest there. If I was to pick this and say, you know, am I going to use this personally? I would get the quieter keys. If you don't mind the clickety clackety stuff, it has very very fast pickup. And I mentioned the it's about the seventy percent of the keyboard press before it registers the click, and the rest what of it is just uh, what is the pickup.
0: actuation distance on those. Is it
2: You know, I, I I had that set in here, and then I, I'm sorry, I accidentally erased it. I, I could go back and re-add that. I apologize. I had it, that, that section in here. I know. Yeah,
0: I don't even see
2: the specs. Yes, I had this, I had a spec in here, and I just re- was taking a look at this to refresh my memory so I could talk a little bit about it today. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I erased the spec block, and I apologize. I can go in and re-add that. I just realized it just a little while ago, just within the last couple hours. So unfortunately, I can't give you that information right off the top of my head, but these particular switches have an actuation that is about it's about 70% of the distance down, um, and then it registers the key click, and the rest of it is just rebound.
0: Hold on. These these particular graphic. switches. So this is the Axon Advantage. So obviously, there's a lot of mechanical keyboards out there using the same switches, but Corsair, yes. their whole thing is this... Proprietary advantage. This acts on This is the uh, operating system on the embedded Correct. OS on the
2: keyboard itself. It's what they call a real-time operating system. Very, very high polling rate. Very high. Oh yeah, four thousand
0: hertz rate. key scan for the actuation detection I, on the keyboard itself.
2: You can set uh, it mean. to an an eight thousand hyper polling rate if you really want to. Is that using interpolation? Is that true? Like what is it connected oh. with? It's possible. But I do have to point out that it's you can see where some of their speed gains are in, and that's that processing time in the ability to process when a key is pressed and make sure that the system actually knows that the key has been pressed and which key it was. Oh. So that's where some of their their latency improvement comes from. You can See the chart here is below a quarter microsecond in general.
0: So uh, it's a very fast keyboard, very fast. What's the retail
2: on the? The retail on this is about one hundred and sixty. Okay, on this one. So it's mentioned in there, right around one hundred fifty nine. Depends on on um, which keys you want to get. They have some uh, reds that are a little bit more expensive. They've got the red linears, red quiets, quiet. Uh, those are a little bit more pricey. Uh, they're all RGB pros. They're all the same. Fully programmable, different zones, right down to the individual key, top-notch custom lighting customization. The, you've got to kind of be conversant with uh, the Corsair IQ software in order to get the most out of this um, You know, in order to program all of the lighting uh, functions and capabilities. The, the, there's transport controls for listening to music up at the top, a little bit nicer than the original TKM K70. Uh, they're a little bit more offset. Uh, off to the side it's a nice keyboard no complaints here except for the switches
0: sound bad considering what it is Uh, a lot of a lot of things those are more expensive
2: it is it's a brushed the black brushed aluminum deck is is very pleasing would go with any build it it's doesn't clash with anything it kind of just fades into
0: the background but it's nice because it doesn't flex and i like a keyboard that has no zero flex another review went up this week and it's not just a traditional review it looks like it if you go to the website Fractal Torrent Nano RGB Mini ITX Case Review, but this is a video review. That's right. This video was mastered at uh, 1080 60 for your viewing pleasure. It was a pretty pleasant case to build in. Here's the advantage of a case that is Mini ITX but the size of a Micro ATX Mini Tower. Is this really easy to build in? There's lots of room for full-size components and. Organizing your cables. It's got the big 180 millimeter front intake fan. There's a lot of uh, Temjin TJ08 energy in this case. The top-mounted power supply, the 180 millimeter intake fan. It's missing the front, you know, five and a quarter inch drive bay. But in many and the inverted motherboard layout. But in many ways, this reminded me a lot of that Temjin case. Anyway, uh, watch the video if you're interested. It's eight and a half minutes long. People are raving about its. watchability uh how can you go wrong anyway it's a good video compact yeah it's 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 weird and here's the first comment on the site is like uh operandi if that's how it's pronounced said i feel like they kind of missed the mark by not making this a bit bigger and supporting mini or micro atx didn't
3: they release a <coughs> micro ATX mm. version at the same time? No, the, tar- no, the compact, compact is actually
1: ATX. It'll fit an E-ATX if you take out some of the uh, the fans on the cooling on the bottom. And everything is apparently scrunched in. Like It's just uncomfortable to work with no matter what you put into it mm. because they didn't do exactly That's... what they should have, which is a slightly bigger one.
3: I've seen several reviews on the, the Nano, but I had not seen anything on the the
0: Torn uh Compact, yeah Check Apparently. out Wendell's channel, Level One Text, he did a review of the mm-hmm. Compact Let's move to Picks of the Week I hope Who's this is happier news Who's going to start us off this week? We don't have Josh! Josh is no. Jeremy, oh. next on the list, next man up It's the PC per
1: so after the uh, discussion we had earlier, I was going to switch to the how to rebuild an old iPod into something that's actually pretty cool nowadays. But I decided not to because if there's one thing I like more than ragging on Apple fans, it's ragging on cryptocurrency miners. So guess what? And, and look look at the uh, where I'm searching here on Mike's Computer Shop. It's Home Crypto Mining Fans for Mining. Where you can buy a house fan for over twice the manufacturer's retail sale price, you can you can get this thing for about thirty bucks just about anywhere. But it's the special royal sovereign sixteen-inch pedestal fan for mining.
0: What does that mean?
1: Seventy-one dollars. It doesn't what? matter. It's just under finance for mining, so therefore it's worth the extra money.
3: What a ripoff! I literally the fan have- motor uses a uh, blockchain propulsion. It must. Let's see, yes. it's, oh, it's,
1: it's so you can uh, visualize uh, it in the metaverse.
0: Royal is Sovereign
1: uh, is one of the El Cheapo brands off of Amazon and any other... Saying, this looks uh, like the fan
0: you would pick up at any Walmart.
1: For about $3. Yes, bucks, for $20. Tops. Yeah, $20, $30. Bucks. But it's a mining fan. Okay. So, for four easy payments of seventeen seventy five, you can own your own mining pedestal fan. And I saw Wait. this and I just laughed and laughed it's- and laughed.
2: These figures are in Kanukistan
0: kopecks, aren't they?
1: Uh, yes, this is Kanukistan, so it would probably only be about 60 bucks down there.
0: Ah, oh, right. okay. All right. That makes me feel slightly better about the overpriced fan, at least. It's not, well, it's not up, a lot better. More than twice as much as you'd be Am paying. I sitting on a gold mine? I've got a couple of those of similar you need fans to, to that. Look, n- Attach- nobody wants your used fans. The- I could. Oh, no, just list them f- look nearly from, Just new. list
3: them for mining and put them up right. on uh, Craigslist. And...
0: Tested and working. I plugged it in and I felt air on my face. One hundred dollars. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we live in we... an era that sucks. Everything <laughs> or <is> blows. Never... <laughs> they really. You should have said blows, Brett. Come on! I blew See? it. I blew there it. you go. You're We're not talking that. about vacuum cleaners. I blew it. Oh, good one. You blew it. All right. you came back. All right. Who's next? What is this? This is
2: me. I went to Woot and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pick something out of Woot. And then I came to this particular page that I'm like, there are so many TVs here. So many TVs. And I started clicking through them. I'm like, I can't just pick one. I can't. I can't. My advice here, my pick is please, if you're in the market for a television and you don't want to pay retail, Woot is selling you factory fresh refurbs for the most part. They still come with a warranty, mostly. There are a couple here that that are definitely in line with the ones I was considering, like the one you're passing in the part left right now. The LG Alexa C1, bottom left hand corner, 4K Smart OLED TV, right there in the corner, 1019 to 1399. I priced this C1 uh, on Amazon, and it's about 13. And here it's the 55. It's about ten nineteen. So there's hundreds of dollars potential savings
0: um, on uh, television. And who wouldn't want out? a used OLED? I mean, oh, it's not Like it's not it like you're losing out. out on the useful life uh, of an organic LED <laughs> panel. On.
2: These are these are are generally returns
0: or factory. Oh, perfect. Yes. Only some so, minor bruising on the screen, <laughs> but you'll will, you'll will barely notice it. They do. Do, come do you live in a warranty. house with a child? Then buy uh, this TV because otherwise you will cry yourself to sleep every night after he damages your expensive OLED now, television. Now you're
2: speaking from experience here. I this am. Actually happened. I have I've, I've
0: come to terms with the fact that there is a dead area in the bottom left corner of my OLED TV. It's fine. Well, because when I, I watch Letterbox was, movies, you can't see it at all. I think there there's go. a possibility you know, if of people saying some him money fillet of fish
3: sandwiches. He would uh, he would stop damaging your. Expensive it is it's stuff. all that
0: protein. I don't know if it was him or the <laughs> dog. We have a large German Shepherd, and he's just too strong. Time, yeah, at the time was the dog when you were looking, this is the corner that she would brush past or whack out of her way to get to the front window to look outside. This has all been corrected now, but I was just like, why did I pick? Why did I take it off the wall? When it was on the wall, it was fine. I put it back on its stand cuz I wanted to move it to the other side of the room where there's a window and I don't want to try to like I don't you know, there's nowhere to hang now, the TV. It's a huge window. Was
2: was this a 65? Yeah, a 65? 65.
0: So it's it's more fragile. The 55 yeah. would it's have a been lot less glass. likely to be uh, hit.
2: Like I'm that. in the market for a 55, I think.
0: I think that's about as big as I
2: I want. As much as I want to spend on a TV in the wall space, it's fifty-five is going to be good.
0: But I feel like okay, I bought this TV in two thousand sixteen. I got six years out of it. Still looks great, except for the dead corner. So,
2: so what you're saying is six years of use
0: on an OLED
2: still looks okay.
0: You know, uh, uh, Mr. Ryan, who bought the same TV that I did. Yeah he was complaining I think it was last year the year before about all the burn in on his TV he watches a lot of sports a lot of like things with news tickers and stuff oh
2: so he's got crayons and stuff on it well crawlers lower thirds
0: but mine is fine I was like sending him images like well look at my TV on a like a static background I don't think he responded but uh, the difference is that I left the screen shift function on all the time Oh, so there are purists micro-pixel. who will not do this because you don't get micropixel a pixel perfect moves. display. Yeah. Yes, it—not no, even micro—it physically moves the whole screen like ten pixels over. Oh, 20 it's twenty pixels okay. over, then ten oh. pixels back. So every few minutes, the whole screen shifts a little bit, but it, it happens infrequently, and I don't even notice it. I mean, the, when I was waiting for it and looking for it, I would see it, but because the whole thing is always in motion every few minutes, you never get any burn-in. So if you buy an LG OLED TV, leave screen shift on. You cannot tell the difference. You cannot tell the difference between 3828 across the room and (laughs) 3840. Just leave screen shift on.
2: Interesting take. When I pull that in, I'm definitely going to be leaving the screen shift on. Um, let's see this current monitor. This is, I think an Acer 34 inch, uh, four, uh, two point some odd K 3440 by fourteen, forty one forty-four 144 Hertz refresh. Same as the one behind me. Although that one's an AOC, same, same panel though electronics driving it a little different, but the glass is the
0: same. Yeah. Do you have a pick this evening?
3: I do. And this is from uh, drop.com, and this is going on till the end of the week. Um, you have to use a coupon code. The coupon code is ZEOS888XX. Excuse me, ZEOS8XX. Um, there is a link in the, the document. There we go. Um, these are the Sennheiser HD 8XX. They're tuned by Drop. Um, Retail for eleven hundred. The coupon code gives you four hundred and one dollars off until the end of this week. So, while it's still expensive, that's a pretty big discount on a really, really good headphone.
0: Eleven hundred dollars. Now, what's the what's the price with the discount? Sorry, it's four hundred
3: and one dollars off. Oh, so okay. they would be six ninety nine.
2: I don't know if I've got $700 ears. I don't, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I I have priced my ears and mm-hmm. I have determined they were worth about $300. That's about where uh the my oh, absolute yeah. ceiling on headphones. Mm. That sounds about right.
2: I think uh, I think Kent might actually have $700 ears. I'm sure
3: no, he does. My ears are uh, my ears are are going
0: uh <laughs> no. this is high frequencies. There's nothing you can do about it. High-frequency frequency roll-off. roll-off tinnitus. Yes, tinnitus.
2: It's, it's, it's oh, real. No. Seriously, you have tinnitus? Yes.
0: Oh, that's bad. Sorry to hear that. The
1: Marshall tinnitus?
0: My what? pick this week is also audio-related, but it's far less practical. I mean, come on. who who Who's talking here? It's got to be something you completely useless to anybody with any intelligence whatsoever. And that's what makes it so great. Okay, if you don't know, CertiShop, Co in Belgium they make they make wave table modules among other things adapters for MIDI devices for old sound cards and stuff but this is called the e-wave I have been watching YouTube videos of this demonstrating the sound in different games i I f- am strangely compelled by it who would have thought that an ESS chip could sound this good but it's an es692 it's 16 bit 44 one so cd quality and it's it's only one megabyte rom but it's it's just general midi it sounds so good uh any of the demos that are out there like pc sound legacy on youtube has a couple it's just it's crisp the bass is full it's it's so clean it's like the ultimate output and ess made really good audio you know chips in the past like they were one of the better sound blaster clones and their implementation of FM synth is very close to a Yamaha OPL. But I'm just, I'm a little torn because I, I was thinking, oh, this would be like 30 euros. No, this one's 55 euros for an ESS. It's like, I've got audio drive cards. I could just, you know, set up a system with one, but it's so clean. I don't know how to describe it. The one I have is the most practical. And it's the X2, the Dream Blaster X2. And you cannot get a Wave Blaster, even if you wanted one. And if they show up on eBay, the last ones sold for 400 and 450 each for the bare card. So daughter boards, MIDI daughter boards, are insanely valuable right now. If you have some in an old sound card somewhere, you will make good money off of them. The Dream Blaster, and this is the latest version of it, the X2, it has um, a micro USB port right on it. If you connect this to your PC, you can just tell Windows to use that as your MIDI device. Or, and you can use... It's very easy to configure in DOSBox, and then your old games are playing through this. And it's it's got a, a you know a standard 3.5mm output on it, so you hook up your PC speakers to it or go back into the line-in if you actually have a sound card that has that. So and, is this
1: the newest one? Because the description seems to be trying to point you towards a
0: newer one. No, there is a newer one that is actually Roland-authorized... Um, where it has real Roland GS uh, oh, licensing okay. and the original Roland GS uh, sound fonts preloaded into a 16 megabyte. Read only, GS so if I'm Zone. I'm like under three. This is the one to get. Yeah, so if if you like that real, like, Roland uh, GM sound, like a SC55, this is the one to get. Although there are sound fonts that will make the other one sound pretty much like this. This is the official one. So... I have a whole list of things I want from Serta Shop. I want to get a bunch of the adapters and more of the weight table boards before they disappear forever. Thanks for watching or listening or both. Uh, this has been the PC Perspective podcast. We will return next week and uh, do it all again because we just we're compelled to by you.